The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Well, welcome back. Today is our episode two of our third season, which is today is going to be about the building blocks of success. This session is going to be about equal business stature. And equal business stature is really this, I think, a really important thing that I see massive amount of people who don't have it understand the implications of it and those people that interact with others that don't have it. It's relatively clear that those individuals are probably not people you want to buy from. And let me tell you what I mean. So EBS is not about being arrogant. EBS is clearly, really by definition, is really is refers to a way that we interact with others in a business setting and a lot of times in a, in a personal setting, right? A, 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 in a relationship too, in a social setting that... It's how we interact with others that shows confidence in yourself and confidence in your role and authority. And it's really important that we convey equal business stature to help build trust, credibility, and comfort with our prospects and our colleagues. Business structure, right? Even having EBS, equal business structure, is really about a way to convey and communicate expertise, communicate ideas, communicate philosophies or structures in a way that's not assertive, right? What I mean by that is it's it's okay to be assertive, but not aggressive, right? Aggressive is individuals who typically have a low self-esteem and they're bulldozers. Assertive doesn't have to be aggressive. Assertive is just, to, in my mind, being fair to what's fair to them. Right. And they believe that fair is fair. And if it's not good for both of us, I'm not sure I'd really want to do that. And people who are assertive understands what's good for both parties and not just good for one. So if a prospect starts arm wrestling with someone about do this and do this and do this, and there's no clear path on what would happen if I do that, there's no clear path on is this going to move the ball forward if we do that? There's no clear path on, well, if that gets done, then what's the next step? So in essence, someone's just asking you to do it. Now, you don't have to be arrogant and turn around and say, why would I do that? But you can be assertive and ask some questions to figure out if if it's going to be worth the time, energy, and effort on your part to do the activity and do the work. And because fair is fair. So equal business stature is really about how to run efficient, effective meetings, how to ensure that everyone has a chance to contribute Everyone has a, an ability to be evaluated on their merits, right? Um, and, and again, it does play into power and structure and authority. That's all part of it. But without being impacted on the fact that someone has more, quote unquote, authority or they have, quote unquote, power because they can make a decision, you have to realize, so do you. You have the power to walk away. You have the power to say no. You have the power to say, I don't want to have another meeting. You have the power to say, no, I'm not going to do that request. So we do have the ability to say no, just as much as a prospect does. So EBS is realizing that you do have rights in this relationship. 
And EBS realizes that, that you are no better than I am. Now, you may have a different title. You may make more money. You may have a different job. You may have people working for you that's more than me. You may have a house that, that you know, my entire house may fit in your garage. All that may be true. Doesn't mean they're better than you. So business stature is about helping create the trust, the credibility, improving communication and collaboration between yourself and other individuals. Now, how we do that is a little different. And what does it look like is a little different. So when we talk about equal business stature, I want you to realize that equal business stature, it does start and have some attributes with technique, behavior, and attitude. You know, I'm, I like the success triangle. So there are things that you can learn on how to have a better presence. And those are asking the right questions. So one of the things I'd like you to write down in your notes before we get into EBS is your ability to ask the right questions at the right time are really critical. And, and I want to bring this up now. But a lot of us, when we look at EBS, we feel like we are subservient to somebody for whatever reason. It doesn't make a difference right now. But for whatever reason, you feel they're better than you. So a lot of times what we want to do is, is, is really have the ability to understand equal business stature and, and, and how it works. Right? And having the ability of, of, of taking a look at how we view other individuals and our perceptions of those individuals. You know, like, for instance, I remember when I got started in the business, I was always nervous about the title of somebody, right? I would come back from a networking meeting and I would say, oh, Mark, look, they're, they're, they're executive vice president. Uh, you know, I'm only a sales guy. I mean, this executive vice president, you got to come with me. I mean, look how much power they have. And, and I always remember Mark would look at me and, and, and sometimes just shake his head. And he goes, what do you mean they have more power than you? I said, Mark, he's an he's a executive vice president. I'm a sales guy. And he said, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, he, you know, the guy runs huge, huge divisions, I guess. I mean, he's an EVP. The funny thing is, this individual was from a bank. And I didn't realize this, but he started to laugh. And he goes, do you realize all salespeople from banks are executive vice presidents? That's the title they give everyone so they feel good about themselves. And he was right. After I met with the person, he was not an EVP. But the title threw me for a kilter. So equal business stature, in a lot of respects, is about our self-esteem. It's about, are they better than us? Or are they equal to us? When we look at equal business stature, do we go into meetings feeling like we are less than them? Do we go into meetings feeling that they're better than us? And we go into a meeting feeling that someone is better than us, or we're beneath them, and they ask a question, we're going to feel intimidated. And feeling intimidated is not equal business stature. So I want you to realize something, especially those who are newer in the business. A lot of times we try to prove our worth. Sometimes we try to prove our competencies. Sometimes we try to prove our experience based on how much we tell people. I'm going to tell them what I know. I'm going to tell them what my experience is. 
And a lot of people inside the tell part will use buzzwords. And the buzzwords they're using are trying to impress the prospect by saying, look, look what I know. Look at all these great words I'm using. Now, if you haven't heard the podcast yet about bonding and rapport, and we've done a lot of them in that area, you, you will realize that buzzwords is one of the easiest and most effective ways to destroy a relationship. And you want your prospect to feel not okay. You want your prospect not to have equal business stature. If you want your prospect to feel foolish, yeah, start speaking in a whole bunch of buzzwords. Buzzwords is one of the biggest business killers there is. Now, granted, if you're talking to someone who knows it, that's one thing, but you only bring it up when they tell you they know it, right? So don't assume anything. So what I'm saying is, is that if you try to impress people by using a big words and all this great benefits and product knowledge and et cetera, and they have no idea what the hell you're talking about, you're talking right over their head. So equal business stature isn't about telling people how much you know. And this is really important for your notes. Equal business stature, one example of it is based on the questions that you're asking. What questions do you ask? Are they valid? Are they on the money? Do they, do they actually show that the person you're talking to, that you've been here before? You've lived this walk before. So the, our questions dictate more about our comfort with our prospects than honestly the information we give. So the questions will dictate more about your experience and your knowledge than what you share with people. So equal business stature is simple bottom line that you do not believe the person you're talking to is better than you. They're not better than you. You don't have to talk over people. You don't need to interrupt people. You don't need to be aggressive with your body language. You don't have to be aggressive with your tone. They're the same as you. If you put your back into a corner because you're nervous and you feel like you're, right, that they're taking advantage of you, come up fighting. You don't need to have any of that. That's being aggressive. So equal business stature, honestly, really simplistic. It's about not feeling wimpy. It's not, it's about not feeling intimidated. It's not, it's not feeling less than they are. Because when we feel intimidated, we will do things that we shouldn't be doing. We will not do things that we should be doing. We for sure forget stuff that we're definitely supposed to do. And at the end of the day, we do it because we're uncomfortable, but we say it's for another reason. So our ability to feel wimpy because someone has a different title. Another big one is about how much money they earn. What am I supposed to do with that person? They earn five times more than I do. Well, you start to realize that they have the same problems everyone else does. It's just a different scale. I always love this one. You know, aggressive prospects are honestly one of the easiest people to sell. They really are. It's just most people buckle when someone's aggressive. And most aggressive people are individuals that are drivers and they do not have need for approval. So if they put pressure on you and you buckle, honestly, in the back of their brain, they're saying, I don't respect you. And if I can't respect you, I can't buy from you. So having the ability for us to not be converted or feel pressure 
that someone's better than us, it really does make a huge difference. Now, there's a couple of things that you can do that's more simplistic, and we will spend a ton of time on this later. But I wanna give you some tips on EBS right now. First thing I like to ask is, make sure that you have clarity on small talk. Clarity on small talk. So small talk, easiest way of doing that is first you start on family, then you start to talk about from family, their occupation. Then after you start talking about occupation, you can talk about recreation. Then you got to get to work. We call that form, F-O-R-M, family, occupation, recreation, and then money, which is your role. But you also have to realize the higher you go up the food chain, the more dominant the individuals are. So if you don't know much about DISC, you got to really understand about DISC. Because the more assertive people are, if you don't have some level of assertiveness back, they don't respect you. And you have to understand, they buy based on respect. So if you've had someone, for instance, who've had a problem, and they're telling you they want to fix it, and you ask them a simple pain funnel question, well, how long have you had the problem? And they say five or six years. You say, okay, so what are some of the things you've tried to do so far to fix it? And they say nothing. Well, if you weren't looking to sell anything, wouldn't you sit back and say, well, can I ask you a strange question? If you've lived with it for so long and you haven't done anything f- about it so far, is it fair to say that you can live with it again for another two or three more years? So however long they live with it, just project it out in the future. They lived with it for eight years. Ask them, can they live with it for another eight years? Now, someone with EBS would ask that question, which is, hey, if you've had this problem and you haven't done anything about it, why are we talking about it? You want to say it in a nice way. Now, if you're intimidated, you won't ask that question. So the questions we ask are really powerful. You know, a lot of times we talk with individuals like yourself and they're sharing with us, they have concerns about, they're tired of, hey, I don't know your world. Which one of those, if any of them hit home with you? And if they turn around and say, none of those are people, someone with low EBS, their face would turn pink and they would get a little nervous. The person who has great EBS, if they turn around and said, well, none of those hit home, they wouldn't even miss a beat and say, Phew, thank goodness, because those are a nightmare, an absolute nightmare to fix. Did you ever have them? Well, you did. How'd you fix them? They would just keep moving. Nothing. Like nothing happens. So you got to be able to pivot. So the first is questions that we ask. Second thing I want you to take a look at is how we respond. What's our tone? What's our answers look like? Are we actually answering it? Or are we reversing? So how we respond is massive. Are we bringing the future into the present? Is the third thing I want you to look at. Bringing the future into the present is a huge one for EBS. So if someone ever asks of you something to do, hey, do you mind if you send me some literature? Hey, do you, could you put together a, a quote on what that would look like if we expanded by X? Most of us get excited by the request. Ooh, 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 ooh. But a person with equal business stature says, wait a minute, before I do all that work, before we figure that stuff out, which I'm more than happy to do, but before I do, let's figure out what's going to happen next. So a person with equal business stature isn't just going to go chase after something because a prospect or a suspect asked them to. That's not fair on both sides. That's not understanding if the activity is fair for both sides. So if they ask, could you do this? 
I don't think anyone has an issue of doing it per se, but let's find out what the outcome will be before I do it. So a person with low business stature won't want to know the answer. Oh my God, you can't ask that question. But a person with equal business stature said, heck yeah, I can ask that question. As a matter of fact, I want to know the answer before I do the work. That's fair. So a person with equal business stature will live in, bring the future into the present. You got to make sure you know the rules, right? Questions we ask are critical. How we respond to questions is critical. Making sure that from where we sit, right, that we have the ability and we do it well, make sure that we bring the future into the present. So if someone asks you to do something, it's okay for you to turn around and say, listen, I'd be more than happy to. So let's suppose we do A, B, and C. What's the next step after that? If they don't have an answer for that, you got to ask yourself, then why am I doing the work? So equal business stature is fair. It's fair that they want to understand the purpose of the meeting. It's fair that an equal business stature person is going to talk about the agenda, which we're going to get to in a second, and the decisions. So an equal business stature, again, it's about the questions we ask. It's about how we respond to questions is number two. Number three is bringing the future into the present. Do not be afraid to uncover what the next steps are. My gosh, if, if you have someone who gives you some data and they say to you, all right, can you go do a proposal? There's nothing wrong with you saying, and again, I'm doing this in short order, but with you stating, I'd be more than happy to. You've been very helpful and, and resourceful in answering our questions. We'll go back to our office with the data you've given us. We'll put it through our process and our, our, our uh, procedures. We'll come back and have a conversation with you about what you've shared with us, where your gaps are, what we believe will be the right solutions, how we see ourselves solving that what the dollar amounts look like, turnaround time, et cetera, so that you can make a decision if you want to move forward. Question. So when we come back, we'll walk you through what our belief is, is the best way to handle the situation. From where you sit, who above and beyond yourself will be part of that conversation or needs to be part of decision-making? So a person with EBS is going to want to know who's going to be in that room. Are they the right players in the room? Are we going to get a decision at the end of this thing? By the way, do we actually uncover the right budget? Who has to sign off on the budget? A person with EBS will uncover a lot of that, if not all of that. They should before they go do all the work. Why would you want to know that after you do the work? Next thing I want to share with you about EBS, and this is a big one. I think this will help a lot of people if you remember this rule. It's called want versus need. It's always interesting and how we have less of an equal business stature when we need business, when we need the appointment, when we need the sale. Matter of fact, the prospect can smell it, right? They turn around and say to you, wow, you know, this is a little more than we thought. We'd really love for you to sharpen your pencil. If you need the business, man, in one second, you will drop. If you want the business, you don't. An equal business stature means that all business is want never need. When you need the business, they own you, especially when you start to negotiate price. Oh my gosh. It's like when you go you know, away on vacations, if you ever do, and you see the people do the congas, right? And they go down really. And the question becomes is not, are you going to drop? It's just how low will you go? You set precedence. 
So live in the world of want versus need. Do you need to set the appointment? Do you need to make that sale? When they're in the world of need, right? When you're in the world of need, they own you. And that means the prospect and or the client. When you want the business, my gosh, everything changes. When you need the business, they're in control. When you want the business, you're in control. When you want the business, you can walk away. When you want the business, you can say no. When you want the business, you do better jobs at negotiating. You take away a bulk of the power of the other individual when you come at every meeting from a position of want. Think back for a moment. Think back when you were having a difficult or a challenging prospect. Think back when you had maybe some negative feedback or you had some uncomfortability or maybe someone was, was tightening the screws to you a little bit on negotiating. Think back. Think back when in that scenario, you just had six or seven sales, right? So you didn't need the business. As a matter of fact, it was raining out, right? You had a lot of business coming in. Isn't it interesting on how you can sell larger deals, more complex deals when you don't want it, when you don't need it? Isn't it interesting when they call up and they start arm wrestling with you and you just turn around and say, you know what? I got a feeling that from where we sit, that you're maybe better off just staying with who you're using. It seems like that's a better relationship for you. And they just told you how they hated them and how they weren't servicing them, but they're just they're just taking it to you and beating you up on price. As a matter of fact, they want you to sell it for the same price that they're buying it right now, along with the lousy service they're getting, right? So you know you're more expensive than you should be. But as they're starting to do those things to you, equal business stature is, hey, man, we'd love to have you, don't need you. If this isn't fit for you guys, I'm okay with that. If this is not what you're trying to achieve, I get that. But having the ability to walk away, I can't tell this to you until you, you hear it from other people, you're experiencing it yourself. When you have the ability to walk, you'll be shocked on how much you can close. So living in the world of want versus need is huge. Another big one I want to share with you, last one, is a simple word called respect. Respect. Not, you know, are you respectable? But what it means is, does the prospect respect you? Do they respect what you're saying? Do they respect your position? See, EBS, yeah, we can do it with authority. And yeah, we can add active listening and all these different techniques to get better at it. But more times than not, EBS is with individuals that the more we try to be light, the less it's going to work. The more that we say to ourselves, all right, you know what? I'm not going to ask that question today because I don't want to upset the apple cart. Oh, I don't want to ask that question because I may seem a little pushy. I don't want to ask that question because I, you know, that may be me a little too much. We don't realize that all those questions that you're wimping out on are the questions that will get you the respect you need. So when you look at a meeting, and I mean, just think about it for a second. I had a client and I am sure it happened to everybody. I'm just giving you the point of view from the opposite side. Salesperson walks in. We're having a meeting that the, the two of us, he goes, this is only take a couple minutes. He sits down with the salesperson, starts asking questions. And he says things like, look, I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty unhappy with the client, the, the service that we're using right now. Uh, they're dropping their price just to keep me 
I'm not sure I want to do that. I'm just trying to figure out what options that you have that, that maybe I can take a look at. Now, the reality is, is that this individual had zero interest on making a purchase. What they wanted was the proposal. And they wanted the proposal so they could go back to their current vendor and use it as a negotiating. So he said this to the salesperson. And I'm sitting in the room, right? And he has two meetings coming up, one after another. So the first guy goes, okay, that's great. Listen, we can always do a great job. We'll help you out in this area. We're, you know, we're always better in the service on that side than those individuals are. And my client just threw out one or two problems. The salesperson just bit them like, like a fish, ran with it, right? Hey, I'm not, I'm not happy with this. He went right to, well, let me tell you how we solve that. Let me tell you why wow, it's never going to be a problem with us. And just poor salesmanship. But then he turns around and says, well, can you run me some numbers so I can get an idea on this? I'd like to make a decision relatively quickly. Now the salesperson's getting all excited because he's making a decision relatively quickly, which he doesn't realize the decision means he's not going to use you, but the salesperson never asked any of those questions. So that person leaves. And again, he's looking for two proposals so he can go after his current vendor. Then shows uh, another salesperson. She walks in. He says exactly the same opening line. They're not doing very well. The service is not here. I'm looking to change to see what I got. I want to see what else is out there. And she asked a handful of questions, which one of those in essence was, well, when you called up the current company, you told them that you weren't happy. Can you tell me what happened? That one threw my client by surprise. So he sat back in the chair and goes, well, I haven't called them yet. And she said, well, how come? Now, of course, he's being caught in a lie right now. So he says, I don't know if it would make a difference. Her response is, well, look, let me ask you a question. Let's suppose you called them up and said that you weren't happy. And you found, it may not be me, but maybe you found another solution. And you told them that you were leaving them. Do you think they're just going to say, that's awesome and hang up the telephone? What do you think they're going to do? And my client turns around and goes, well, they're going to drop their price to keep me. So she sits back in her chair and just says, well, why don't you do that? Just tell them that you're going someplace else. Tell them that you got a better deal and they'll drop their price and you're good. Easy peasy. Took the wind right out of his sails. Magic. Because that's what a person with equal business stature does. They're looking at it just saying, hey, is there really something here? Why didn't you call them? And what would you have done if they said yes? So real quick, he didn't even realize it, but when she asked those questions, he started saying things like, yeah, but you know, the turnaround time stinks. She goes, yeah, yeah, but everyone's turnaround time is not the best nowadays. At least they were good. And he goes, no, they were never good. And she goes, well, how long have you been with him for again? Three years. She goes, oh, family? Nope. I got to be confused a little bit. So you've been with him for three years. You're not happy with the price. You told me at 20% of the time, this is what's happening. 30% of the time, this is happening. This is what's going on with service. And they're not family. So please help me out. And again, I may not be the right answer, but help me understand what's happening. So relatively quickly, by asking the right questions, she uncovered the right issues. And the other kid didn't because he was like, yes, no problem. I'll be more than happy to do that. I'll get back to you on Tuesday. We'll have a meeting on Thursday. And he just didn't ask the right questions or listen, quite honestly. So equal business stature. Are you just trying to be a yes man? Are you trying to be someone that's just trying to get their approval? 
Are you trying to show someone that you know what you're doing? So when we have difficult or challenging clients or prospects, being calm, not taking criticism, not taking any of emotion to it, and asking the right questions is masterful when it comes to EBS. The last one I want to share with you is this. So far, we've talked about asking questions, how you respond, bring the future into the present, act in a position of respect, make sure you live in the world of want, not need. You go, you got to look at respect, right? So if I go play one-on-one with Michael Jordan, that guy's going to smoke me a hundred times out of a hundred. Is he going to have any fun playing basketball with me if he can beat me at any given moment? Zero respect, regardless of how good I am at basketball. But if I had the ability to make an impact, if I had the ability to make him change directions, if I had the abilities, right? And in his mind, he's going to go, all right, this is pretty good. So respect is big. Here's the last one I want to share with you. It's called an upfront contract. And an upfront contract in our world is how do you make sure that you and the other party, right, buying party, are on the same page about a handful of things? You're on the same page about why you're there. You're on the same page about what's the purpose of the meeting, what's the objective, right? Why you're there. Second thing that they have clarity on is what decision are we going to make at the end of this thing? It's okay to say no. It's okay for me to say no, or we're going to have another meeting in the book before I leave. So we agree on decision, but we also have to agree on agenda. An agenda is not my agenda. How dare you show up to a buyer-seller dance and you're the one doing the agenda? That is 100% shameful. They're the ones with the problems. They're the ones with the money. They're the ones that make the decision. Why the hell are you the one making the agenda? So equal business stature is about creating uniformity and comfortability on the purpose of our meeting. It's creating and reducing anxiety about the end of our meeting by having an agreement of what's going to happen at the end. And just as important of all this is making sure that we're on the same page about the agenda. So if you have a very high dominant personality, equal business stature would say up front is, is Bill, we have, or Nancy, we have about 45 minutes together today. And uh, from where I sit, and I believe from where you sit, the real decision that we have to figure out in the next 45 minutes, if it makes sense to have another meeting or not. Is that fair? Yeah. And the purpose of today is just to actually figure out if our two worlds actually fit. And then we have to decide if it makes sense to have a, another meeting based on what we did today. Is that fair? And your dominant person will go, yeah, that's all, that, that's exactly right. And you can turn to them and say, well, from your perspective, what are some of the things that you want to make sure that we cover today? What are some of the questions that you may have or insights that you're looking for, or questions you want answers to, that'll give you some insight that it makes sense for us to have another meeting or not? So what are the things you want to make sure you cover during our meeting today for you to make the determination if it makes sense to continue? And then after we create that list, I'll share with you mine. And then by the end of the meeting, we'll figure out if it makes sense. Is that fair enough? That's equal business stature. What's not equal business stature is you sitting down on your knees, looking like you're praying, saying, I hope, I hope, I hope we'll have another meeting. I hope, I hope, I hope they trust me. I hope, I hope, I hope they like me. Equal business stature allows you to mentally be on the same page with somebody else. When you're mentally on the same page about some with somebody else, the fear and anxiety drops so that we can act from a position of equal and fairness. Fairness to move forward, the fairness to not move forward, the fairness to ask questions, and the fairness 
to either respond or bring the future into the present in terms of acting on those requests. So equal business stature is our belief that you're no better than me. And because you're no better than me, I'm not going to act intimidated. I'm not going to act wimpy. I'm not going to act less than you. Isn't it interesting that when I talk to some people and they'll call me up for coaching and say, okay, I got to talk to you about a deal I'm working on tomorrow. Let me just tell you up front, this is you know a $100,000 deal. This is a million dollar deal. This is whatever it is. Doesn't make a difference, but it's a lot of money to them. That's the first thing they say out of the mouth is, hey, man, I just want to let you know up front, this is a big deal. The second they say that to me, it's not the deal they're nervous about. It's not even who they're talking to that they're nervous about. It's the size of the deal they're nervous about. So because of the size of the deal, their equal business stature went off kilter. So I always love those because I'll turn around and say, listen, if it wasn't a $100,000 deal, it wasn't a million dollar deal, and it was, I always take a zero off. So if I'm talking to someone and they say, Glenn, this is a really big deal. This is $30,000 a commission to me. This is huge. And I'll say, Nancy, if it was 3000 what would you be doing? And it's always interesting to me is that when I take a zero off the deal, how come people know what they should be saying? How come people know how to respond? How come people know what questions they should be asking? Or they even know what they shouldn't be doing, what they already said yes to? When you take a zero off, how come the zero changes everything? Money is only conceptual. So when we look at equal business stature, what would you do if it was a different person? What would you do if you didn't need the business? What would you do if you were trying to gain respect? What would you do or not do if you weren't being wimpy? So equal business stature is an amazing thing that once you understand it, you're going to understand that people gravitate towards those of equal business stature. They don't have the time to deal with people that are less than them and even feel like they're less than them and even give confirmation that they're less than them because they act that way. Equal business stature. You may hear other people talk about it as business maturity. They have to grow up in the business a little bit. All right. So if you want equal business stature and you're not there yet, you can also go find it by going out on sales calls with people who are already selling to those group of individuals. So if you can get the door open and you need to bring someone with you and they can act in equal business stature and you can observe, but you have to make sure that you have a debriefing afterwards and you need to be observant that did they really do anything different? Did they really ask any different questions? I always remember uh, Mark, one of the, my mentors, would go out on sales calls with me if I asked. But he'd always say to me, do you really want me to go? Do I really need to be there? In the beginning, it was a safety blanket. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, love Mark to death. And he's, he's taught me a tremendous amount of, of who I've become in my life. But at some point, I started to watch Mark sell and listen to him sell. And in my head, I'm saying, I could do that. I could have done that. I would, which is even better at some points in my in the sales calls, I would have said, I would have done that differently. I would have done this. So now I'm not sitting back in awe of what he's doing. I can see what he's doing. And now I have my own viewpoints of what I would have done. 
So sometimes equal business stature is just a security blanket to convince yourself that you're ready and you're good enough to do it. I have an agent that does coaching with me and he's in the financial planning world. And this individual will bring in what's called joint work specialists. And those are individuals that do not know more about the product than he does. They do not know more about planning than he does. As a matter of fact, many of them know less than he does. He knows more about the law. He knows more about the ins and outs than many of them. But the reason he has brings these two or three individuals in is any time that the size of the deal is over 100,000, that kicks in his brain is that's bigger than I can handle. So therefore, I have to bring in one of the big boys or girls. So he will bring in a joint work specialist. And I will constantly ask him, what did they do that you don't know how to do? What did they do that was different than what you would have done? So the debrief after those joint calls are important because what he's learning, again, we've only been working together for 90 days, but what he's learning by giving up half of his deals, half of the commission he's giving up, he's doing it just because he doesn't believe he has equal business stature. And in the last 90 days, by me asking debriefing questions, he's coming to the realization that they're no different than me. The only difference is they believe they have the right to be in that room by themselves. And he believes he has the right to be in that room when he brings them with him. So once we get that confidence up, and once we get his belief that he does ask the right questions, he does have the right ability, does have the right product knowledge, he just has to have the comfort to ask the right questions and respond in the right manner to create respect. So when you're out there and you're meeting people, you want to look at it as not being wimpy, fine. If you want to look at it as gaining respect, fine. If you want to look at it as live in the world of want, not need, fine. If you want to act like you are financially independent, you don't need the business, I'm okay with all that. That's good. You don't have to be arrogant. You just have to understand that it's of equal mind. No one's better than you. So remember, equal business stature is a way of interacting with other individuals in a business and social setting that shows mutual respect, confidence, and authority. You're at a soccer game with your ch children. Someone pulls in. Maybe they drive a nice car, whatever that may look like. Maybe you drive a, an American car, they have a European car. Maybe you drive a European car and they have a, you know, a, a more expensive European car. So all of a sudden, or they walk over and, and you have a Timex on and they have a Rolex, whatever it may be. But you can see that they, uh, at least perception-wise, make more. Are we intimidated? Do you feel like you're less? Why? Why? Just because they earn more? Just because they have a, a nicer house? just because they live in a different part of town, they may earn more now. doesn't mean they're better. So equal business stature means that they're not better than you. doesn't mean we're arrogant. It just means we're confident in who we are. You want to run more effective and more efficient meetings. You want to make sure everyone has a chance to contribute. You want to make sure that everyone is evaluated on their merits, right? Versus the perception of power. If you want better decision-making and increased engagement, honestly, a more positive overall work environment. Because when you have EBS, 
you can look yourself in the mirror and be confident and happy with what you see. See, the part that I hate is that when you're wimpy, you know you're being wimpy. They know you're being wimpy. So not only do you not get the sale or you don't move the sale ahead or you don't have a good sales call, you didn't have a good call and you feel wimpy because you didn't do what you were supposed to do in the call. Look, if you have EBS and you don't have a good call, you don't have a good call. It is what it is, but it wasn't because of you. So make sure as you move forward in your professional career, always ask yourself, they're no better than me. They're no better than me. They aren't. They may just may be at a different point in their life, but they're not better. Equal business stature. Act as if you are equal of them. You don't have to be arrogant. You don't have to worry about a title, earnings, tone, aggressiveness. Those are all indicators of their self-esteem and their scenarios. Remember, the more dominant person is going to put a lot of pressure on you. The more pressure, you don't buckle. They respect the hell out of it. So moving forward with your professional and your social life, start living in the world of EBS. Take a look at the sequential steps that I gave you in terms of questions to ask, how to respond, bring the future into the present, live in the world of want, not need, gain their respect. Please make sure you do good, solid upfront contracts and make sure you bring that future into the present. will help you really grow your equal business stature. Good luck. Look forward to our next session coming up, Building Blocks of Success. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 